There we are. Just five seconds. If that's all you like, that's all you get. All right? You know what? I'm going to play it again. There we go. Enough now. All right. Let's crack on. Unless you want to uh, hear it again. Can I can I vote that we hear it a third time, please? I just oh, really wanna... enjoy I really enjoy the tune, particularly oh, yeah. a third time. Yeah, okay. You want to hear it again? I do. Fine, yeah, let's hear it again. There we go. There we go. We'd love to five seconds, okay? That's all you get. Wonderful. That's all you like. That's all you get, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 231 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I am joined by, well, we're on video, so it's got to be Ethan Lawrence. Yo, 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 yo. It's four white men on a podcast. Let's do this. No one's ever done this before. This is worldwide. Number one. Never happened before. Four white men talking about video games. This is, we're breaking new ground here. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is just... Two I, of I us are wearing hats. One of us is wearing fake sunglasses. This is huge. Can't quite believe how unique we're being right now. Um, how original we are. Back. Thank you for having me back. How are you, Ethan? I'm okay. We spoke recently, but... That we did. It's going to be a temporal lie as it goes as it goes through. Indeed, it's only been a, it's it's only been a few days since we um conversed. Um, but you got you guys listening to this now. You're not going to hear that until midway through next week. No, so it's actually right. all a lie. Yeah, the cake is a lie. <laughs> that that that's video games. That is. Yeah, we've we've recorded the podcast that you won't hear for another week and a half because we're. Ahead of ourselves. Look how look how productive we are. Eh? We're banking yeah. them. Yeah, um, we'll talk more about that a little bit later, um, just to get your appetite flowing for it because it's, it's actually a lot of fun. I listened to it back uh, yesterday, and I was very very happy with it. Which yes, is quite rare. Um, it's it it's a joyous thing. Um, joining us, look right down there. Unless uh, at least on my screen, they're they're below me where they belong. Miles Thompson. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. How are you? Oh, I'm very good. Thank you, mate. Very, very good. Just uh, keeping on. Very busy. Loving life. Um, actually got to have a weekend of just kind of relaxing a little bit, which was cool. After the mega busyness of buying a house and whatnot, it's nice to have some time to relax, you know, and actually enjoy the house. Yes, indeed. Um, well done on getting your filter stuck on your Zoom calls. Thank you. Um, Appreciate that. It's 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 embarrassing. You can't change it, man. To be honest, it, it is incredibly embarrassing, and I can't <laughs> fix it. So I'm stuck this way whenever we have video calls. So whenever it's especially embarrassing us. as a as a homeowner now, <laughs> like re- really, you should you should have your Zoom filter sorted out before you're allowed to own property. You would think that I would get my priorities in line, but apparently I have not. I am not very good at adulting. It would apparently seem, but uh, I will. I would say that I would endeavour to fix the filter, but I won't. You will see me next time you come on, and I will still look like this. Lockdown was three years ago, man. We all had Zoom back then. I'm still living that life, my friend. I'm still living the lockdown <laughs> 2020 the life in, in all its glory. Oh, yeah, because you're from home and everything, don't you? Yeah, I never got yeah. the furlough life, but uh just worked from home. So I'm working from home now, and nothing's changed, you know? It's unbelievable. I'm so proud of you, man. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you, man. And a rounding off, it's Josh Thompson. Hello, sir. Hello, good evening, everyone. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I kind of did some of the adulting stuff too myself. Uh, job interview today and nothing exciting, but, um, you know, 
we moved not as exciting as a house i guess and living in it for the weekend uh but your zoom filter that's, is that, um, so. <laughs> yeah yeah we uh we got a survey back for the house that we were currently thinking of buying and um looks like we're gonna have to maybe think of somewhere else but hey uh, we all do it we all go through it um but yeah other than that having a good time uh playing lots of video games uh and about to embark on something exciting for next month i guess with the video games yeah fantastic um yeah well good luck with the job sir thank you i hopefully i don't need it but uh your well wishes are appreciated all right um well let's get cracking it with our game of the week um I'm going to start with Miles Thompson. Miles Thompson, what be your game of the week? Uh, my game of the week is, well, my review went live today, so I could finally talk about it. Uh, it's called Last Train Home. Um, and they say if we <laughs> can Sorry, I'm not allowed to do that, am I? I shouldn't do no, that. No, you're not allowed. You're going to get us cancelled, man, and we haven't yeah. even started. It's so great to know that my episode is going to be one of the ones that gets demonetised. <laughs> <laughs> this is the impact you have. You, you come on for Dynasty Warriors for three hours, and then you do this. <laughs> Still one of the most popular podcasts on this network, I've <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wild, honestly, wild. Um, so Last Train Home is like a, a real-time strategy. Nerd, I'm getting it out there before you no. Um, Where you have to... It's based at the end of World War One. Uh, there was a legion called the Czechoslovakian Legion that got stuck in Russia at the time, uh, caught in the Civil War. And you basically have to guide them home by travelling through Russia to escape it via boat, but you have to go on a train to get there. So the whole game is consisting of you having to manage resources to keep the train moving, because uh, if you run out of fuel or if people desert enough, you fail and you have to start again. Um, your squad can die, you can lose everybody. It's a real kind of stressful nightmare, but it's also incredibly satisfying and really well done. Um, it really captures that feeling of, you know, brutal post-World War survival attempts. Um, and the combat missions are really good. Stealth is emphasized. You can actually go loud if you want to, which obviously I do because I have no sense of self-preservation. Um and the actual kind of management mechanics are really satisfying. You basically like go in a straight line, but you have to go to various different locations across the map to gather resources. And it's really depressing when you spend three minutes at a lake fishing to get no fish, and then you've got no food to feed your soldiers. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it sounds very painful, and it is, but it's also really well done and really well crafted. Um, and I thoroughly recommend playing it because it's just a really well-made game and a real surprise. Oh, sounds like fun for people who like that kind of thing. You barely look like you've managed to stay awake for even five <laughs> words of that. You said you, you said real-time strategy, and I went to check Twitter. Literally, I get to RTS, and your face just glazes. You are gone. There is nothing left. Yeah. Yeah, I shut down. I'm, I'm kidding. I did listen. I'm glad. I, I read your review, and I was like, oh, it's a good review. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Not the game. <laughs> the review is all right, but the game. Yeah, yeah. The review was superb. Um, just stressed. Yeah, there's loads of new reviews on the website today. All four of them. Go check them out. All the content, including Lake Seasons Greetings and Sanabi and Last Train Home, and there's one more. There's one more. I'm gonna check it out. Da, 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 I was gonna da, say, da. if only there was a way we could check. You know, I mean, yeah, it was quite an it. average game of, you know, stealing from the poor, giving to the rich. Ah, yes, Gangs of Sherwood, of course. 
Yeah, which ties in nicely to my game of the week. Let's do this, Josh Thompson. That's kind of what I've been playing for the past week and a bit. Um, yeah, so what it essentially is, is a four-player co-op um, advent action game uh, set in the world of Robin Hood, where you kind of play as Robin of Loxley, uh, Maid Marion, Friar Tuck and Little John on an adventure to defeat the Nottingham family. They're kind of like this rich powerful family that have taken control of um, what they call, I think, the Lionheart Stone, which essentially fuels this steampunk fantasy world uh, with all their technology, and they are using it to kind of take over the country. Um, And what essentially is, is a bit of Devil May Cry, a bit of maybe a tiny bit of fable uh, in terms of its tone and its humour. And... Yeah, I didn't love it. It's out of the gate, a very um, archaic type of game. Um, some ways endearingly, uh, and others we're very past that point now of playing a game that's very like PS3 kind of era. Um, you kind of just go through really tight hallways and then to open combat areas, fight the enemies in the, the exact same way from minute one to hour five or six depending how long you take to play it um and yeah and it's kind of just you know in a in a sense of diablo kind of just whacking at things until they're dead and then you win um you you know the story is very so-so but i do imagine that some people will get some fun out of it if you're playing with a few mates you've got a couple of nights and you kind of fancy just shutting your brain off and having a laugh um, but other than that, it kind of doesn't really warrant um, jumping out and buying it right now. Uh, this is kind of like a sale type game where at like half the price, it would be a steal to kind of just, you know, have a have a few sessions. Um, but yeah, it has a really weird economy where even when you beat the game, you can't afford pretty much anything. So it incentivizes you to play through the missions over and over again. Um, and there isn't that many. There's about nine main missions and in three separate modes. And that's kind of all you get for the whole package. Um, so um, I've kind of been kinder to it than what other people have, uh, what I've seen for reviews. Um, some are giving it really low scores and I think that just comes down to whether or not you have the patience for a type of game like this kind of being old already um so yeah check it out if you fancy kind of Robin Hood or if you want a four-player co-op but maybe hold off for a bit hmm yeah I haven't seen uh super sparkly things about it but it does look fun I think it's, it could be one of those um if you play with your mates it'll be a fun kind of uh, experience yeah, it's it's dumb fun. So it's nothing too, you know, time consuming or thoughtful, but you can have a laugh with it. Mm. I might see if we can get some more codes and see if we can all jump in at some point because it does it does <laughs> look like a bit of a laugh. Um, so, uh, yeah. I did see if Miles was like, "No, nah, I'm not never going to play that." I'm like, "All right, okay." <laughs> But oh yeah, come on! This is Miles. No, this no, is- no. I wa- I watched Josh play like five minutes of the game, and I was like, I'm already bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you not, need to get not back to your incredibly dry and depressing RTS, didn't you? Yeah. If it's not if it's not <laughs> Exo Primal or a really depressing brutal World War One story, I'm not interested. <laughs> this is a man who spent a year of his life going, I'm not going to play that stupid dinosaur game. And then we played it once, and he was absolutely hooked and loved it and reviewed it 
Positively. And I'm on 30 hours and I'll probably go back to it again because that game is <laughs> fucking sick and I love it. It's a great game. Um, Ethan, you've been teasing all week about this game that you have to, to discuss and you haven't told me what it is and now is the time. I'm ready. Okay, right. So so normally what happens is I come and you ask me what my game of the week is and I nominate something from seven or eight years ago because mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's the way I play video games. Uh, I'm actually going to nominate something that came out last month. Oh my God. Yeah, right? So, get your chops. Get your absolute beef flaps around this one, right? Yikes. Karma Zoo. Karma Zoo. Ever heard of Karma Zoo? I certainly have. And I've seen I, a trailer. I know exactly why it's your game of the week. Hell yeah. Tell us more. So, uh, this is uh, developed by uh, Plastic Games and published by Devolver Digital. Uh, we know them. Uh, they have this parish. Uh, and the best way to describe uh, Karmazoo is that it is a 10-player uh, co-op politeness simulator. Uh, it is a 2D side-scroller where you essentially play a blob uh, manifested in this uh, this area called the Karmazoo. Uh, and you and nine other people have to navigate your way through sort of like kind of fairly basic platforming and puzzle challenges. Uh, but the the gimmick of the game is that the way you receive points is by helping other people. So, for example, there could be two tracks, you know, one on the bottom, one on the top, and on the bottom is a door, and on the top there's a button, and if you are able to jump on the button to open the door, as people pass through it, you receive karma hearts, and karma hearts are essentially the currency of, of the game. Uh, so you you do this, and like there's they, you go on what, what they call loops, uh, which is essentially four levels. Uh, I don't think they're randomly generated. I've played, I've played a few hours of this, and I haven't seen any repeat levels yet. But they also seem maybe a bit too intricate for them to be, like, completely randomly generated. But you'll do four of them. Uh, if you're able to get all the way through uh, with everyone surviving, um, you your karma hearts are pulled and then given out, and you use that to purchase different forms uh, for your blob. Uh, so while you start a sort of like a blob that essentially just has a jump, a double jump and the ability to sing, uh, the singing uh, activates certain bits of machinery and things like that. You can just sort of sing it and that that makes it go. Uh, but as you go on, you can unlock other things like you can unlock like a one of the first things I unlocked was uh, like a little box that sang in all directions as opposed to a directional one. Uh, you can get a bell that breaks glass. Uh, you can play a little a little bit little flame that can light torches and things like that. Uh, it's all very interesting. It's all very cute. The art style is gorgeous and the sound design is brilliant. Like each of the little individual characters has a different way of singing. And it's it's really cute. It's really, really like really, really draws you in. Um in terms of sort of like the broader gameplay, I, I was really fascinated by how it worked. Uh you are all joined by like this halo. And if you stray too far from the group, uh, you're separated from the halo. And that means that if you then die, you then become a ghost and can't come back until the next level. Uh, so you're encouraged to stay together and you're encouraged to help each other. Like, for example, when you're in the halo and you can't die, if you jump on a spike, you leave like a little gravestone, which the others can then subsequently jump on to clear the spike pit. And when they do that, you get karma hearts. So it all sort of feeds into itself and everything like that. The fact that you're able to do this without any form of communication, there's no voice chat, there's nothing like that. There's a very limited set of emotes 
that you can use to sort of demonstrate what's going on. But I'm surprisingly robust considering you've got yourself and nine other people trying to sort of navigate your way through these puzzle platforming things. I'm really, really digging it. It's a lot of fun and uh, it's it's relatively cheap as well. Uh, I think at full price, it's something like $7.99 and it's currently discounted near enough everywhere. It's available on anything with a screen and has cross-play. Uh, you have the opportunities to do private lobbies as well if you wanted to just play with uh, some friends, if you could manage to marshal nine people together. Uh, you know, it could happen. You never know. But yeah, Karma Zoo, check it out. It's really cute and I'm really enjoying it. All right, thank you, man. Yeah, it does look like a lot of fun and um, looks very Devolver. It is extremely Devolver. Like, if, mm. if you like any of Devolver for digital stuff, you'll, you'll like this. For sure. But it is it is genuinely really charming and I've been enjoying it a lot. I like this because you came on one time and you were a the first person I ever heard talk about Vampire Survivors. And mm. we saw what happened with Vampire Survivors. It uh, exploded and became Game of the Year. Yeah, they call that the uh, the old the old Lawrence touch. That one. Yes, indeed. Everything and, I touch turns into a game award. And it was our podcast that launched Vampire Survivors. I'm going to stand Absolutely. by that. I'm going to stand by that. That was um, it was uh, completely us. They did it. Um, so yeah, that's Karma Zoo. I will check it out for sure. It's um, great. I, I really yeah, I recommend it highly. Currently uh, six pound thirty seven on Steam. It's a steal. You're, you're robbing Devolver blind. Indeed. Indeed, go check it out. Um, eight nine. What's about you, Roscoe? Well, thank you for asking, Ethan. Um, my game of the week is, I guess, it has to be Immortals of Avium because it's really the only thing I've been playing outside of um my reviews, which I've Yikes. already talked about, and Fortnite, which is very exciting. Um, got the big event this weekend. Looking forward to that. Eminem's in it. Very strange. Anyway, we'll talk about that as and when it happens. Um, Immortals of Avium. It's this is um, EA's big kind of like new IP, which they were kicking around um, earlier this year. Um, Greg reviewed it. It's on our site. We've had it covered. It's so boring. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. It is gorgeous. I want to put that out. It is stunning. It's made in Unreal Engine 5. It looks amazing. They said, oh, it's Call of Duty, but with magic. It's not. It's not. It's um, it's incredibly dull. If if anything, it's Atlas Fallen with nothing more. Um, and Atlas Fallen is boring as shit. So this is this is a game which, on paper, should be really fun. Um, and it's not. It might be worth pointing out for those listening, a little peek behind the curtain here. Uh, we uh, we were slightly late starting the record uh, because uh, <laughs> Roscoe was what? enjoying Immortals of Avian so much. Uh, he passed out while playing it. I did. I and, fell asleep uh, it was myself. a little late to the recording. <laughs> so that's that's a, that's the best review you can give it. I think. Uh, yeah, I was. I was sort of. I wanted to go against the grain. I was like, Greg. Greg's not right about this. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to have a good time. Um, no, turns out it was completely, absolutely correct in his uh, in his findings. Um, an hour in, I played about maybe five, ten minutes. The rest of it was cutscenes, and I was just bored, bored out of my freaking mind. Uh, so unfortunately, Immortals of Avium. Uh, is not the one. Um, there's nothing more to it, really. Um, I haven't really played anything else. Again, I'm excited about. I am excited about this big Fortnite event. Apparently, it changes the way we think about Fortnite uh, moving on forever. So, who knows what's going to happen this this uh, this Saturday at seven o'clock? Um, Eminem's involved somehow. Lego is involved apparently somehow as well. Rocket League's involved somehow. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen, and I'm excited to see what's coming up. But uh, yeah, so far, Immortals of Avium. 
Avatar is pre-ordered. I've done it. I've jumped on the Pandora bandwagon, and I'm excited for Far Cry Pandora. I cannot wait to explore that again in nine days' time. It's out in nine days, guys. It's you know, you get to play as the Navi, but you get to just shoot assault rifles at people anyway. <laughs> yeah! For some reason. No one knows why. It doesn't matter, though, does it? It doesn't matter. It's Far Cry. Who cares? Um, so, yeah, that's my gaming week. Not Nothing exciting to report, really, I'm afraid. Um, which is kind of annoying, considering I do a video game podcast every week. But I've got nothing to talk about. <laughs> there you go. Um, right, before we go anywhere, I'm going to Parkinson this and plug the thing right at the top. Um, Ethan Lawrence is currently starring in a BBC One primetime drama, ladies and gentlemen, called Boat Story, which is on every Sunday and Monday night right now. It's actually on Aspid Recording? Yeah, 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 it started about 13 minutes ago. Uh, indeed. That's the whole behind the curtain as well for everyone at home at what time we're recording this. Indeed. Um, but the whole thing is on iPlayer, if you want to watch it. I did such a thing last week. Um, I sat down and watched it from beginning to end. Absolutely loved it. Um, but yeah, you can go check it out. Right now. Anything you want to say about Boat Story? Ethan, do you want to plug it in a Parkinson interview kind of way? Uh, Tell me well, about Boat Story. Uh, having now seen the whole thing and having seen the response to it, it's probably going to go down as the best thing I've ever done uh, up until I go and do something better. Uh, it's a wild uh, crime drama thriller black comedy dramedy thing uh, just sort of an amalgam of all sorts of stuff being thrown at the wall. Basic premise if you haven't heard of it before uh, Daisy Haggard and Patterson Joseph who are playing characters in this, they don't play themselves uh, they're hard on their hard on their luck types uh, who discover a boat uh, that contains two dead bodies and uh, a load of cocaine. And uh, in, in the way that people do in fiction, they decide that they're going to try and fence it. Uh, and then hilarity ensues. <laughs> uh, I play uh, police officer Ben too, uh, who's uh takes it upon himself to try and crack the case as the bodies start to pile up. Uh, it's, it is, I think, for me, and I'm I'm not one to to, to, to gloat or be arrogant about such things, uh, it's definitely the best thing I've ever done. It's well worth checking out. Uh, by the time this podcast goes out, uh, episodes one through four would have been on linear TV. Uh, five and six would be out this Sunday and the following Monday. And as Roscoe uh, quite rightly said, uh, you could check out the whole thing on iPlayer. I would say it's worth your time, but then I would. Roscoe? It's the best thing Ethan's ever done. And it's ridiculous. It's bonkers. It's Tarantino in Leeds. It's just wild and yeah i can't recommend it highly enough episode five man the one coming up this sunday episode four it's good episode five is an all-timer that's what i'll say indeed um so yeah if you have access to iplayer check it out if you don't where can we find it i i play it for now for now that's right uh it it was it was it was co-financed by uh amazon freebie and I have it on good authority that it will be releasing on that. Uh, let me just, again, I think I did the same joke when we were doing it before, but I just quickly just check my notes here. At some point, yeah, there you go. Uh, so keep your eyes on keep your eyes on the skies. Uh, but yeah, for now, iPlay is the best best way to get it. Indeed, indeed, and who knows, it may get a physical release as well someday. Uh, it will be getting a physical release. Oh well, there you go. Yes. That's awesome. uh, uh, the boat story. I, I, there was a date. Hang on, let me just punch this in. I should oh be across God. this sort of thing, but I, I'm not across this because I mean, who who buys physical media anymore? Um, Josh just because he doesn't got iPlayer. I was yeah. going to say Josh <laughs> sat with like all his physical media in the background. 
I mean, like you could you can straight up pre-order it from HMV now. Oh, nice! I, in fact, I think you can buy it on Amazon. Hang on, let me check this. No, it is a pre-order. Eleventh of December. Oh, that's not too far away either. Fantastic. So yeah, you can you can you can purchase it in full on the eleventh of December. Well, I've got Josh's Christmas presents sorted. So there you go. That's that's <laughs> that's that's all we know about Boat Story for now. But uh, yeah, check it out. Genuinely, I am. Um, so extraordinarily proud of it and the feedback that we've been getting has been utterly mind-blowing and uh am i allowed to spoil what we did roscoe oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah of course uh coming up on the finger guns network at some point next week uh i sat down uh with with young roscoe and uh we uh we thrashed out a spoiler cast uh which and we do say it at the top of the episode and it will have the word spoiler written all over it and the Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler will be in the metadata. For the love of God, do not listen to that until you have seen it. Because we go into everything. everything. We leave no stone unturned. So look forward to that. But by God, I mean, it will all be out on linear by then. So you don't really have an excuse unless, of course, uh, you don't have access to BBC iPlayer, in which case you might need to wait for the DVD. But once <laughs> you've got the DVD, watch that, then listen to the potty. Would be would be my would be my uh recommendation indeed so much boat story content coming your way <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the finger guns boat story network it really is right now it really in is col- in collaboration with amazon freebie what was funny is that we finished our podcast i looked up uh graham norton that night and daisy was on graham norton that night yeah well you know and so i was some like of the, some oh. of us go on graham norton and some of us go on the finger guns podcast yeah so i was like hmm. i know where i'd rather be i know where you'd rather be the finger guns. Yeah, I'd rather yeah, be on that yeah. couch. <laughs> <laughs> I love Graham. <laughs> I love Graham. All right then. All right. Um, okay, that's awesome. Um, all the boat storyness. I can't wait for you to see. I can't wait for people to see it and people to finish. I can't wait. F- well, I can't wait for next week's reaction. It's going to be something. Anyway, let's move on. Miles, it's quiz time. It is the quiz time. I'll be ready. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Come on. Get my quiz up. All righty. I should say, um, Kat was going to be here with us tonight. She's not feeling too well, unfortunately. So she's uh, decided to skip the pod, but we wish her well and hope she gets better very, very soon. And that's why we're all white men today. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. We do have a female in our ranks. She's just not with us. (laughs) Just the one. (laughs) Just not here. (laughs) (laughs) She does send her love to all of the podcast and audience. Oh, well, we send it right back with honours. Ah, Righty, let's ruin out this feel-good factor with a quiz that's sure to be controversial because it always is. <laughs> uh, so it's hands-up rule. Ethan, I don't know if we did this last time, but we introduced the hands-up rule because it got too chaotic and I accidentally didn't give uh, Roscoe a point at some point and uh, he was not happy. Um, mm. So, so uh, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, reactions raise hand is the, uh, the new thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm already across. doing it. There you I go. suppose you we this. could actually just put our own hands up because we can see each other now. You can. However, while I'm reading the question, I might not see you, so I might accidentally not see you being first, and then that could be a problem. Okay. All right. Just yeah. gonna... I'll see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Austin answered. Austin answered. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. So let's do this. He's bloody um, thought about this as Mars. I really have. <laughs> yes. I've, uh, I've run into some controversial moments as Quizmaster, so I've got to be careful now because I have a target on my back. Let's put Sonic um, up. Let's put Sonic up. Let's like... Little Sonic chilling. Oh, he's there. He's like censored, like... Um... He's yeah. blurred out, isn't he? He's blurred out his ass, Sonic. Never mind. 
All right, it's copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put shorts on. Um, it's an eclectic mix of questions this time, so this will be quite interesting. I like um, that. I normally win the eclectic ones, like a dead yeah, yeah. Do to be fair, and also the first question is super specific. So uh, yeah, good luck. Anyway, let's do this. So, question number one: This 2020 time puzzle adventure game is based on an award-winning BBC TV show where you control a gang of units to pull off synchronized plans. What game is it? Oh, this on it. I know exactly what it is. Well, but not shit the... on it is not the name. <laughs> I've, I've not put going. my hand up, so that's not the answer. No, yeah, that's true. Uh, the weakest link. No, but I wish uh. it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good effort, though. It's a good effort. I've got no idea. <laughs> I'm he, racking my brain. Ethan's a no-go. Josh is painfully trying to guess what this is. <laughs> I, I know what it is, but it's got a subheading, and I know you're going to want the subheading because you're a I motherfucker. <laughs> I do want the subheading. Um, I do indeed. Right. For everyone, but my hand's not up. This isn't my answer. It's a Peaky Blinders game, which I bet he can confirm. Oh, of course but it he is. He won't say it, but it's got a subtitle to it. And I have no idea what that subtitle is. So if anyone anyone's got. Uh, there's even a couple of Peaky Blinders games to choose from. So There is, but, but you are thinking of the correct one. It's not uh, the VR yeah. one. It is not the no. VR one. Ethan? Uh, is it uh, Peaky Blinders The Rise of Gru? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. It is not. <laughs> well, I tried. Right, Josh, I'm going to give you five more seconds. No, there's no chance. Not without like a search. You're going to kick yourself for this. It is a Peaky Blinders yeah. game, and is Peaky Blinders Mastermind? Yeah. Uh, it was made by Future Lab, Stupid. wasn't it? It was made by Future Lab. Yeah. It was Damn a good it. game, too. I actually really enjoyed it. Very good game. Uh, question number two. Uh, which game is often called the anime Dark Souls? Roscoe. The Rise of Gru. <laughs> is that just going to be the answer for everything at this point? <laughs> Uh, it is not. Uh, Josh, yeah. you are next. Code Vein. It is Code Vein. Well done. Ah, sir. yeah, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan was ready and waiting in the wings for that one. But not not um, quite as ready and waiting as Josh was. <laughs> Josh was more prepared, more waiting. He was more ready. But what happens when you went 10 weeks in a row? You just, you're on it. Uh, isn't it like 12 weeks at this point? I feel like 10 weeks was like six weeks ago. And yeah, so maybe. gracious in victory as well. Oh, he's so modest and humble about it. <laughs> I won last week. Cat won the week before. Josh hasn't won in like three weeks. But I still win every week. Josh is always every the winner. It doesn't matter who wins. Josh wins. Um, yeah. Question number three. In what location does Grand Theft Auto V take place? Roscoe. Los Santos. It is Los Santos. Well done, sir. Uh, Question number four. If our lives are already written, it would take a courageous, ma courageous man to change the script. Is a quote from which video game protagonist? Ethan. Alan Wake? It is Alan Wake. Well done. Woo! Very nice. There he is. He threw that in there because I played that this week as well. <laughs> yeah, you are playing that. I was like, oh, that'll make for a good question, that one. Literally, the only thing... I've not played either of the games. The only thing I know about that game is that Alan Wake is an author. That's yes, <laughs> I did figure. I was like, even if no one really knows it, I thought the idea of script yeah. would give it away. The way back when, when we were discussing the remaster, we were like, what, what does everyone remember about Alan Wake? We were like, he walks around with a torch. 
Like, yeah. That was it. That was it. Yeah. We could remember. Yeah. That yeah, is it. Like... And he, does, he definitely does remind you that he is a writer multiple times, <laughs> just in case you forget. At every point. Um, question number five. This 2011 first-person shooter was oh, infamous God. for its crude humour and chaotic gameplay, but it has a VR iteration coming out soon. What game is it? Ethan. The Bulletstorm? Fucking it is. Oh, yeah. well done. I am so impressed that you got that one. Fair play. I adored Bulletstorm. That game is out. so sick. Like, it's it was so much fun. So <laughs> sick. What is it that the female character says when you first come across her and she's like, suck my dick or something at you? And you're like, what? And you're like, right, this is where we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the game just doesn't even care. The game's just like, fuck it, we're all in here. My robot power, my big giant robot power. <laughs> <laughs> um, question number six Who voices MJ in Marvel's Spider-Man 2? Roscoe That would be the wonderful Laura Bailey It is Laura Bailey Question number seven For what reason was the original Mass Effect game banned in Singapore? Ethan Was it Nudie Bums? I need a slightly more specific answer You need to be a bit more specific. Oh, that's is harsh. It, uh, is it th- the act of sex is portrayed on screen a bit? It is. Mm, you're close, but it's not quite the answer. Right. So, okay. Well, I'm, I'm prepared to make this controversial. So hang, hang, hang. <laughs> <tight>. <laughs> I love setting the fires. I've got you've got the match ready. Just the bonfires set. <laughs> Roscoe. Um, sodomy. The act of sodomy. It is not the act of sodomy, I'm afraid. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Josh, would you like to have a guess? It's down to you, Josh. Oh, okay. Please save well, me from the controversy. Commander or Captain Shepard or whatever has their arse out. Captain Shepard. I love that, Captain Shepard. Uh, no, it is not for just having his arse out. All right. Well, he moves it up and down and back and forth. and He does. Whatever he does you do we- when you do that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just a big oh. hug. That's all it is. Oh, right, come on! What's the answer? Go on. Uh, the reason is is <laughs> because it portrays sex between a male character and a female, quote unquote, alien. And that was the distinction: is because you have sex with aliens. That was what clinched it. Okay, so their problem, oh. what, their problem wouldn't have been with human on human. Nudie bum time, absolutely fine. Nudie and bum the... time with a blue nudie bum, not fine. I see. The aura was the reason that you are uh, that the game got banned. Wow! Mm. So confirmed that aliens are real because it's apparently very offensive to aliens to yes, have that. Very, very, very thing. much so. I wonder aliens if there's Singaporeans having Captain Shepard have sex with you is too offensive for the aliens. <laughs> I wonder if there's like tail on tail action in Avatar. You know, yeah, that's how they do it. Together, I don't. That's how they I... do it. <laughs> Still no nipples, though. No No, no nipples. Never shown, apart from the one time. I haven't (laughs) seen that in in, um, the trailers thus far, but it might be in there somewhere. They're they're probably saving it as the launch trailer. It's going to be like the sexy bum time Narvi's as the the final trailer. Are we we really talking about how many visible nipples there are in Avatar? Is this what the podcast has become? Yeah. Um, Yeah, that was my issue. Where's (laughs) Gat? It's descended since you were last here. That was my issue with the second film. Um... Because I saw it and like the first shot was a nipple, and then I never saw him again. So then I just turned it off because I was like, "Are they intentionally doing this? This is really strange." Like I don't know. Yeah, I felt 
really strange about it. So I was like, you know what? I've had enough Avatar. (laughs) (laughs) Since Cameron has lost it, he can't do it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Nipple count one. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. (laughs) Peace out. I've had what I needed. Ban this sick filth. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. I did not expect that question to get all the way to Avatar's nipples, but here we are. Um, question number eight The Sims had one of the funniest patch notes of all time I think this was for The Sims 3 but don't quote me Including one humorous glitch Where a sim could suggest having a baby With which otherworldly figure? Peter. Oh, uh, the Grim Reaper Slash death It is the Grim Reaper That is some good knowledge you got there uh, Yeah the patch notes basically said uh, Remove the option for sims to suggest a baby With the Grim Reaper <laughs> Why? Because otherwise Singapore will get angry. Yeah, literally. <laughs> no, no, the Grim Reaper's not blue. It's fine. <laughs> we can't have our humans having sex with the metaphysical concept of the far beyond. That doesn't work for us here in Singapore. God, what do you think he's called? Thanatos is not allowed. <laughs> no sexy bum time for death, that's for sure. Got removed from <laughs> Hades for the same reason, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, question number nine. What was the name of Resident Evil 4 Remake's recently released DLC featuring Ada Wong? Josh. Separate Ways. It was indeed called Separate Ways. And last question, number 10. Which Ubisoft title featured John Barenthal in the promotional campaign and in the game itself? Ross, guys. Let's work on... Great point. You are correct. Well done, sir. Very, very well done. Which is really unfortunate because we now have a tiebreaker and I did not create a tiebreaker question. And now I need (gasps) to. So, who does tiebreaker between? This is a very tight quiz. Well, Roscoe, you're going to have to wait in suspense for just a moment to find out. Okay. So, coming in at second place is Joshua with two points. Coming joint first on a tiebreaker. Is Roscoe and Ethan both Ooh. on three points? Oh, this is one. a this is a boat story and a half. No, I'm available now on Big This is real sexy bum time now. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is the best kind of sodomy. Let's go. <laughs> this podcast is getting banned in Singapore. Oh, God, I did not. I was not ready for that today. You don't get this on the VGC podcast, do you, Ethan? <laughs> you certainly don't. You don't get Avatar's <laughs> nipples either. No, that's a shame. Instead, I get accused of wanting to fuck a Gardevoir. I can't. I, any everywhere I go, I'm sexualized. <laughs> disgusting, yeah, it's disgusting. You just want to live what your life. When you're just so sexy, man. I just, just want to so live my goddamn life. Goddamn beautiful. He's <laughs> not. He's not going to come back on one day. But like, nope. I'm tired of being sexualized. I've had enough of this. <laughs> I'm just a man. <laughs> I'm just a little boy. <laughs> You've seen me dance in pajamas and horrible histories, haven't you? Leave me alone. <laughs> just leave me be. That was my youngest ever role. That was man. Was that seven-year-old seven child. I did. I, I I watched that episode. I was like, I'm too old to be watching this. I feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, was, especially because Jessica Ramson's real-life son was also in the scene. And le- sort of lending the whole process something that I can, a, a feeling that I can only really describe as eerie. I can Ooh. imagine. Like everyone there felt like someone was stepping on their graves. Wow. 
It's all right because it's children's sketch. Mars, have you got a? <laughs> it's not what you get for horrible histories. I mean, I've been quite distracted by where this conversation <laughs> has been going, but uh, I think That's, I have a uh, question that we can do. Sounds like a horrible present. <laughs> okay, are we ready for the tiebreaker question? Yeah. I've That's literally it. just come up with this on the spot, so I apologize in advance. Uh, the Necromorphs are an enemy type which features in which video game series? Oh my god, Ethan, you were just about ahead. Uh, Dead Space. It is indeed Dead Space. Well done. Woo! Guest appearance, Ethan, and he clinches the quiz on the final question. Miles, you know I don't play Dead Space. Why would you throw that? Why, why would you? Hey, you, threw your, you knew the answer. You threw your hand up. I had the wrong answer. I. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Fine. like I did all right on some of the other quizzes as well, didn't I? I think you did pretty well on the last one too, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think this is what happens. Oh, 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 Sodomy Lawrence it. comes in and cleans up. You've just broken Josh's 30-week win streak. <laughs> I don't believe that. Um, <laughs> I think I won this week. I Yeah, I, <laughs> next week it, you'll be on a 15-run streak, I'm sure. And I won't exactly. be there to defend myself. <laughs> yeah, no one, will, no one will be able to cover you. And Miles, because you're weak, you won't stand up to him. No, I won't. I just, I enjoy the controversy. I love just putting the bonfire together, throwing a match in, and then calling it a day. And just watching it. There was one quiz where I asked some question, and I hesitated on accepting someone's answer. And I think the three of them argued for a good five minutes while I just sat here, just observing it. True. It's true. He's drunk yeah. on power, Roscoe. I, I really am. Yeah. I need to be removed from Quizmaster. A, it's too stressful. It actually like hurts my soul. <laughs> and second <laughs> is I just kind of embrace the chaos eventually. That's the thing. You kind of love it as well, don't you? Deep down. Mm. Yeah, it's a real like yeah. love-hate relationship, but I also thrive in it too. We all so- know that the power makes him rub in his nubbin. Yeah, exactly. God damn it. You can't just out me like that, man. <laughs> Well, as, as, as we've established post-quiz, this is a sexy cast now. Yeah. <laughs> Only if it's blue. I want it banned in Singapore or nothing. <laughs> Finger guns after dark. <laughs> I wonder if they banned Mass Effect 2, 3 and Andromeda for the same reason, or whether that by then they were just like, no, nah, it's okay now, we've banned one, it's all right. <laughs> we accept now the existence of... <laughs> yeah, alien <laughs> sex is now okay. sex time. You can save that question for next week's quiz so we know the answer. Ah, good idea. Except, um, yeah, I'll probably be even more pedantic with it. I'll reword it into something slightly different. Mm-mm. Well, we haven't got that many episodes left until the end of the year. Oh, yeah. You'll have to true. fit in our game of the year one in somewhere. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's true. Yeah, we're nearly there. Nearly there at that pivotal moment. I haven't got one yet. Have you guys got one yet? I haven't got one yet. I know yeah, what my multiplayer one. game of the year is. Elden Ring, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I like being like out there and stuff with my game of the year suggestions, but I haven't played. I really haven't played any indies this year. Not that ones that like I played Dredge and I played Dave the Diver and all the popular ones, but nothing out there. Mine is so basic, and I don't even care. Yeah. Baldur's Gate 3. It's Baldur's Gate 3. It's so good. Yeah. It's going to be Baldur's Gate 3 for everything, to be fair. It's so, so it's... good, though. Like, yeah. it's, it... <laughs> you know, sometimes when something's like really popular and beloved, and you're like, well, there's got to be something wrong with it. And then you play it and you're like, oh, no, it is, it's, it is perfect. It's actually though. perfect. Oh, yeah. If only Cat was here. If only Cat was here. It is a perfect yeah. video game. It is, though. It is. Cat disagrees. Cat doesn't like it because it's not a good Baldur's Gate game. 
It's just well, a very good game. You know, you know, I love cats a bits. You know, you know this. You know this, of course. But fuck Baldur's Gate, right? <laughs> <laughs> One and two. You know, oh dear God! Oh dear God! Look, we were all very different people twenty years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so were video games, and it's good that we leave them in the past. Says says the man that consistently recommends something at least seven to ten years. I was going to say you literally live exclusively eight years ago in your recommendations. <laughs> well, that I Dude. feel gives me the right. Uh, that gives me the <laughs> yeah. right to to cuss out Baldur's Gate one and two. If Ethan's telling you to move Ooh. on, you need to move on. Play yeah, with fire. Oh my oh, god! Gonna be a oh, real, Johnny nostalgia uh, over here. This is going to be a real grudge <laughs> duel when your next star and cats here. Oh boy! Oh, the sparks. <laughs> The it's only occasionally when you tilt your head back to take a drink from your can, Mars, that I can see your beautiful grayscale eyes. You don't want to see my grayscale eyes. They're broken <laughs> after the quiz mastering for a year. <laughs> right then, should we get into the news? Oh, if we must. <laughs> there isn't really a whole lot. I've I've really been clutching at straws this week to find something, um, which is a shame because it's always fun to sit here and talk about stuff, but there's very little to talk about right now because it's all Black Friday deals, um, basically the news and well, that's all going to be over by the time this podcast goes up, so that was kind of pointless going through those. So let's talk about Sony and a possible 5 billion class action lawsuit over PlayStation store prices. Um, This is Tom Ivan over at VGC. A class action lawsuit accusing Sony of overcharging PlayStation store customers by up to 5 billion pounds can proceed to trial. The UK Specialist Competition Court has ruled. The lawsuit was filed in August 2022 by consumer rights campaigner Alex Neal on behalf of 8.9 million PlayStation customers. It alleges that Sony abused its dominant position in the market by charging excessive PlayStation store prices. The Japanese company uses its near monopoly on the sale of digital games and add-on content for the PlayStation consoles to enforce strict terms and conditions on game developers and publishers, it argues. According to the suit... These terms enable the company to dictate the price of digital content and charge a 30% commission on every purchase, which results in excessive and unfair prices to consumers that are out of all proportion to the cost of Sony providing these services to its customers. It goes on. Um, I will put a link into the um, description to the article. Um, but it would appear that if Sony lose this, uh, players will be expected a return anywhere between £67 and £562 in damages, which is kind of wild. So, um, Miles, how do you feel? How do you feel? What's going on here? What's going on here? Sony, are are they bang to rights, or are they uh, getting a little bit charged over a barrel here? Because I'm, I'm kind of in the middle cap, because I don't think it's just Sony that overcharge on digital stores. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'm kind of torn with it because a part of me is like Sony's prices are like egregious. I think I said the other day there was some game on there that was like still 38 quid even on like a big sale or something. And I was like, the game's shit. Shouldn't even be 30 quid standard, never mind on a deal. Um, But it's also subjective as to what a game is worth. And again, we talked about this with The Last of Us 1 remake and stuff of if you want to pay that price, then there's no reason why you wouldn't pay that price if you think, in your opinion, it's worth it. I think the biggest issue the lawsuit will face is that we do still have choice. Most of these games are still available via other means physically from other stores or other 
um, formats, which means that you don't have to pay Sony's prices if you don't want to. You have the option to go somewhere else and buy it from elsewhere. Um, I think a lot of the time when you buy digital, you are paying for the convenience of it. And I do think the 30% cut that they take from developers is a little bit egregious, even you know, considering Sony's uh, refund policy pretty much breaks the law. Um, so a part of me is kind of like, I kind of want the lawsuit to go through in a way, because I think it might make Sony buck its ideas up with how it treats its customers in regards to the store. Like I said, the refund policy, I think it was challenged in Australia and they kind of overturned it. Roscoe, you got your hand up? Would you like to describe to the uh, listeners why the uh, cancellation thing breaks the law? Because basically, once you start downloading it, even if the product is faulty, i.e. cyberpunk, um, you couldn't get a refund because technically you have downloaded it. And although with cyberpunk, they made an exception for it and they might occasionally make an exception for the most part, they don't have to in part of their policy is that the second you start downloading that game and it is installed or you start it, um, you are then giving up your rights to a refund, which you're not going to know that a game is broken until you have started playing it. Hence why Steam gives you the two hour window to play something and see if you if it's broken or if it works or if you want to play it or not before you before your chance to refund it is expired. Um, and I think it was challenged, like I said, in Australia, and it was actually proven that it was against the law and was not in consumers' best interests, which it's not. Um, and I do think the pricing model is quite egregious. Like even games from like, you know, six, seven years ago will still be being charged at full price when the law of averages means that it probably shouldn't be. So yeah, it's a bit of an awkward one because at the end of the day, Sony has the right to charge whatever the fuck it wants on its store. It has the right to charge at 200 pounds for a game if it really wants to, um, as long as there is a means for people to otherwise buy those games. I think the issue comes down to if it's digital only and it's only on PlayStation store, then maybe there is a query around those ones. But yeah, I think otherwise it's a difficult one to see the, the lawsuit winning but I can see them maybe just settling it out of court just to get rid of it because I don't think Sony wants the bad press. But yeah, digital storefronts are a ripoff. Fundamentally, they just are. Yeah. Um, and I think we've all kind of accepted that as just part of the industry, rightly or wrongly. Indeed. Um, it was my... Because um, I couldn't afford a disc-based PS5 at launch. Um, mm. I could only get the digital one at the time. Um, and that's what I've stuck with. Um, I've lived with the PSN store for nearly three and a half years now. And... It's just become a part of my daily life, really, just to work mm-hmm. out how to afford digital games. And um, I've, done, I've done the same with Avatar this month. You know, I've had to budget it with other things like Christmas presents and shit. Um, but yeah, there's a. It does get egregious when there's a hundred and twenty pound version of Avatar available on the store. You know, it was like when when it gets to that point, it's just like, <laughs> okay, let's calm it down a little bit. You know, there's rumors flying around that GTA Six is going to be more than seventy pounds when it launches. Yeah. Um, because it's Rockstar and they can do whatever the fuck Rockstar wants to do. Um, there's, of course, there's no, there's nothing confirming that, but it's just sort of the the swirl that's currently going around. Um, and you know, we all we hear all the time that games at seventy pounds are cheap and that that they should be more, and that we are getting a good deal. We just got to shut up about it. Um, and it's that constant battle between, yeah, they're getting more expensive, but they're the games that are being made are still getting more expensive to make. And so you've got to, that, that, that balance always goes on and off. Um, Josh, where are you on this uh, situation? Do you think Sony have a, Sony have a case uh, similar to miles? Um, to an extent, uh, because whilst they do have their price points for the store, 
they uh, the publishers that release the games also set the price for their games um Alan Wake 2 is a great example that it is a digital oh and Baldur's Gate 3 as well are a great example that they are they were initially only digital games that were priced at a point that was cheaper than say retail games that you can get physically um like you know Call of Duty is still like 70 quid um and what have you so there is still like a leeway that it's not completely Sony's decision um it is down to the developers and the publishers because they know what a percentage they take through their store. Uh, so they'll price it accordingly because they want to make as much money as they can through sales and digital sales is the, is the driving um, lead or the leading example of sales overall for video games. The, the, um, you know, the amount physical sold, is far less than digital these days and it's just increasing in numbers that everyone's just going digital only so there is kind of a monopoly there where you are kind of serving those who try to go that in in that route and the convenience of digital has an appeal to it that people will end up just paying whatever price it is um i also think that we're in a really weird and unique position as people that play probably most of the games that come out of the year, whether it's for reviews or just to be able to talk about them as, you know, as what we do for the website, um, that we are spending more money than say most people on games in general, but Joe blogs who plays Call of Duty every year is probably going to just spend that 70 to 120 pounds a year, depending on what edition you get. And that will be their fill for the rest of the year. So it's, it's a weird one. Um, they're, they games are cheaper now than they ever have been according to inflation costs and the history of games. But um, yeah, I think, we're in a very saturated point and at to what point is the cost for the consumer and the cost for the people making the games and who's going to, who's going to take the brunt of it easily. It's going to be the customers. So I don't really see any consequence coming from this. Uh, yeah, um, I agree. And um, that's, it is. Yeah. That's a, a solid point. Well made. It's, it is a, a worrying fact that it's only going to get worse, I think, the longer the industry continues. I think we will have to get used to paying upwards of £80 for video games in the next few years, possibly in the next generation. Um, we shall see that. Um, Ethan, you said you um, you played and loved Baldur's Gate 3. Of course, that was a, a full-price uh, digital game um, at launch. Is there any, when you see that, and yet it's a game that you really want to play, is there any kind of hesitation when you see the prices, or is it just, that's what it is, that's what I've got to do in order to get access to this thing? Uh, for the entirety of my gaming life, this is the only time that I've bought a digital edition of a game day and day. Wow. Uh, and that's only because uh, in, in the unique case of Baldur's Gate 3, it had been out on PC for a month. And so we basically already knew what to expect. And like, even if it ended up being a bit dodgy on the console, that's what I was going to play it on anyway. So, you know, I, I, I went in with my eyes wide open, uh, as, as, as they say. Uh <laughs> Drag him. Drag him through the courts. I don't like having to sort of like argue for greater governmental and legal pressure uh, on corporations, but they don't fucking help themselves, do they? 
Like, you know, you give them an inch and they'll take the piss. <laughs> like, you know, the the argument has always been like, especially because like we've been talking here as well about the broader uh, situation with regards to games costing as much as they do. And uh, I, I, I draw attention uh, to uh, a, a tweet from June 29th, 2020 from Jordan Mallory, uh, which I think applies to a lot of consumers these days, especially ones who are sort of heavily invested in the games industry. I want shorter games with worse graphics made by people who are paid more to work less. And I'm not kidding. Like, I do not remember ever asking for, like, ballooning costs to spiral to... But best example, I'm on record as hating the guts and the bones of Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, because I think it represents the absolute nadir of this kind of naked, over, over-promising, over-developing and over-delivering. And over-delivering in the worst possible way in that in that case. you know, I know that's usually a positive thing. But in this case, it was specked out the bum and didn't need to be. And so then when they turn around and say, oh, no, 70 quid's a very reasonable price, I'm like, no, it's not. And certainly as we move into what is, I imagine, going to become de rigueur until the market crashes once again, as we move into more live service-driven games, more games as a service, more uh, games that are built not so much around an individual experience, but more of a kind of multiplicity of different avenues to pay them more money, that argument becomes less and less serious by the day, in my view. Uh, but then that's that's me with my anti-capitalist screeds. Uh, so yeah, I say we 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 drag PlayStation and Sony through the courts. Uh, we get we get our recompense and Nintendo next, because there has not been a single dip in price on Zelda Breath of the Wild, and that game is four hundred years old. Good point, well made. Good point, well made. I recently um, repurchased a Switch. And I was like, oh, fuck. oh, I'll make a Breath of the Wild finally. Nope. Nope. It's nope. still 60 quid. It's still 60 quid. It's the sequel is out. out. Oh, my God. We said that at the same time, Roscoe. At the same time, we have to get married. We have to get married, Roscoe. Uh, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of spring wedding. A spring wedding and a summer honeymoon. I just want to be your assistant when you get Doctor Who. Can we leave it there? <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Thank you. <laughs> Parker and Roscoe riding my coattails once again. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so it's very interesting. To see. We could all get some money back from Sony um, in the next year or so. Who knows? That's what we um, really need to be focusing on here. We could be getting upwards of an hundred pounds. Yeah. And we yeah. can put that towards the next PSA. It'll be, it'll, it'll be PSM vouchers, but we'll get it back. <laughs> you oh, yes, of you course, still it. wouldn't be able to buy the special edition of Avatar. <laughs> No, they're <laughs> no, not no. letting us leave the walled garden, and we will not be getting all of the different skins. You know what? When I nipple included edition, when I went to um, pre-order it earlier, <laughs> I thought, right, I'm still a little unsure about this game. I don't know if it's going to be great or shit or amazing or terrible. So I said to myself, I'll go for the standard edition. That's the normal thing to do. The standard edition still seventy pounds. I just want to put that out there. Mm. You know, but it's like that's the sensible thing to do <laughs> and you know um if i love it then i'll get the dlc down the line and i'll get everything that comes with everything else down the line um but my god i mean it's still it still works that yeah breath of the wild is the worst case scenario in this situation it's an absolute joke that that thing is still full price on on store 
Well, I think it's, it's simply because that, like, there's no when when something exists in a digital space like this, it completely eliminates the concept of supply and demand. Because there's there's no there's no physical media, there's no factory, there's mm. no like you know there's no boxing, there's no people that actually sort of outside of the people who keep the store up, there's not like an army of people who need to be paid, and so there's no right. need to lower the prices because you know uh, you know. There is a need to lower the prices, sort of like as a sort of, I know, a gesture of goodwill towards their consumers. But, you know, here's me and my mm. fantasy land again. Yeah. Um, did, was it down during the Black Friday sale? I can't remember. I think Tears of the Kingdom was. But Breath of the Wild just lives on its own on a mountain somewhere. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> as a multi-billionaire going, no, you can't access me unless you pay full price. Um, so, yeah, it should be interesting. Um, obviously, we'll keep an eye on this and see where it goes. Um, Sony have had a rough year, haven't they? Um, in the old uh, public opinion, it's uh, it's a bit of a strange one for Sony. Um, all right, then let's move on to Bloober Team, and uh, Bloober Team who are currently, of course, making that shiny Silent Hill two remake. Um, they're asking for a little bit of patience, like take that as they develop the game. This is from the mighty Chris Scullion over at VGC. Um, Blue, I was going to do his accent then. Oh my god, that would have been bad, wouldn't it? Um, I've decided against that. No, do um, it. No, no. Do um, it. His beautifully it. calm, patient, Gaslighting accent. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Do it. Um, no, I love. I'm not letting much. this drop. So do continue, it. But Labor team, the studio behind the upcoming remake of Silent Hill 2, have asked fans to be patient as it continues to work on the game. In a statement posted to its official X, formerly Twitter's account, the studio says it would like to clarify that development is continuing smoothly in an apparent attempt to reassure fans of the series that the final product will be worth the wait. Quote, as Blue Team, we are proud to be part of Konami's plans for the Silent Hill franchise, unquote. Alongside, quote, alongside our partner, we are diligently working to ensure the Silent Hill 2 remake attains the highest quality. On behalf of our development team, we would like to clarify that the production is progressing smoothly and in accordance with our schedule. And I understand that many players around the world are eagerly anticipating news about the game, and we appreciate your dedication, unquote. So, yeah, y'all just got to calm down a little bit, all right? Silent Hill 2 is coming, for goodness sake. All right? Uh, Ethan, are you excited about Silent Hill 2? Well, first of all, I'd like to point out to Blooper Team that no one asked. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's always good to receive clarification on how something's going when no one actually asked them. Yeah, When you volunteer the idea, don't worry, it's going fine. Please don't worry. I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a, that sounds like a project that's in safe hands. I've never heard a team get burned so effectively in about two sentences in my life. <laughs> I mean, I mean, assumedly someone did, right? Why would they put out this statement otherwise? Well, my my suspicion, as as I was researching this story, my suspicion is because uh, Silent Hill Ascension, uh, the recent pile of shit that's been going around, maybe that's what inspired it. With Blue Team going, we have to let people know that whatever we do, it's not that. <laughs> Which again, really promising. Uh, mm. as, a, as a development strategy. Look, I'll be honest with you. I love Silent Hill 2 and I cannot fucking stand Blue Team. So I've <sighs> not been particularly excited about this. Uh, I don't think it's going to end up well. I mean, very rarely as uh, an outside company, for, aside from early Konami, touching a Silent Hill game ever ended with anything good. You mean the uh, medium wasn't your favourite game of all time? <laughs> the medium was no. It was no. Oh my god, I completely forgotten about that game. Yeah, as, <laughs> as well, I wish I wish I could. <laughs> um, 
yeah, no, I'm I'm not excited about this. I'm not excited the blue team's behind it. And I've got to say, as I said, sort of even less excited now that we're being told unprompted that everything's going fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, Josh, when when a company comes out and says this, it normally means everything's not fine. Um, one would assume. Um, how are you feeling about uh, the remix? I know you were. Uh, I know you're somewhat excited, but um, does this worry you a little bit? Uh, I don't think so. I think partially what Ethan said is like bang on, is that Silent Hill Ascension has been an absolute pile of dog shit. Um, it's been memed to the high heavens on Twitter um, just for its sheer stupidity and attempt at monetization through monetization's sake and nothing else. Um I think it's partly that. And I also think we're getting a lot of like news and rumors about the release date for it on uh, online listings and retail stores getting images for Silent Hill to pre-order and such. Uh, so I think part of that is kind of dying down that sort of heat where people are kind of thinking, oh, it's relatively soon then. People think it's like Q1 2024. Uh, I think like a date around March has been, <laughs> has been um, floating around there. In, on the internet and I think maybe they're a lot further away than that so they're kind of tempering expectations of when to expect it um, and yeah it's just it is damage control um, I'm right there I, I'm I'm kind of cautiously optimistic only because you can't fuck up what the bones of Silent Hill 2 are as long as you make it look better and the fog looks decent and you know you have you know you just follow the rule book that they've set in place originally. I've got to jump like, in. You I've really... got to jump in. I have to, I'm so sorry. The Silent Hill HD remakes. Do you know what? If you want to experience them on a modern console, like you just have to forget about the fog. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's why I mentioned fog specifically because yeah. I know people complain about the, the remaster as uh, fog, but you know. If you have to play it like that way, because I have recently, and yeah, like it's not, it's not like the best, but you still feel the same things that you do for the story, for the characters, the execution on vibes and atmosphere, and um, James Sunderland as character being probably one of the most interesting ones in the franchise. Um, so you know, there's there's things there that I'll have some leeway on. This whole um, pyramid head having a whole chapter uh that's kind of been debunked as well so we'll see it's you know i only want to be hopeful because i really don't want it to be the worst thing in the world uh you know the, the announcement of everything all at once that we got in that preview there were some promising factors on it some promising teams behind it um not so much included blue team but you know uh the silent hill uh, one by uh, God, the one that did, uh, done untold stories and uh, oh, I think it's observation. Uh, um, I, I, yeah, that gone. Team, gone. If only there was a way we could look uh, it up. <laughs> <laughs> that team, I'm really excited to what they can do for the Silent Hill franchise. And in in my mind, I feel like that's um, a good thing that they are branching out to people that have relative respect for the IP, despite Konami only ever wanting money um so we'll see um yeah hmm Konami uh yeah it's interesting right now I mean what was the name of that thing they just released Super Rhythm 
Animal Rumble or Royal Super whatever. Crazy Rhythm Castle. That's the one. That's the one game of the year, right? Game of the year. Uh, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> It'll win multiplayer game. No of the code. Year. No code with a team behind stories untold. No and, code. Um. Uh, yeah, they've got one coming out. They've got a Silent Hill coming out on the way. Hmm. Sorry, I'm being stalked by this asshole. Um. Miles, how do you feel about Silent Hill Two and, and Blue Team? I know you're a huge fan of the uh, developers, so. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, you... I don't mind Blue Team. I think what they make is okay. Like I kind of liked the medium at the time. It was only when I went back to it later that I was a bit like, mm, actually, I think I maybe hadn't played a survival horror for a while. Um, I feel like they're just a team who can do stuff to an okay level, but just can't quite go from being okay to being good to great. And I think Josh has touched on Silent Hill 2 as a game. If you fuck up what is essentially like a classic, you I, I genuinely don't know how you managed to screw it up that badly, but... <laughs> You know, it's it would take quite something for them to royally screw it that badly that people genuinely hate it. Um, because realistically, all you have to do is rebuild the graphics to make it look nice. And even that, they've not done a great job of so, so far because people have complained that James looks weird. <laughs> and he is a weird dude at the end of the day. But yeah, there's already been some complaints about it. Um, but we also still haven't seen anything of the game. And I think this is where some of the issue is coming from, is that it was announced a year ago and we have heard nothing about it ever since. Aside from the couple of comments of like, it's still coming, it's still happening. And we're like, awesome. Where is it? Because they said it was basically finished back in March. And it's like, great. Where the fuck is it then? Show us it. Like, And we're not asking for, you know, a 20 minute gameplay trailer, but even just five minutes of a trailer would have been nice to see a bit more. Interesting. Expect. I didn't realize Phil Spencer was behind this. What? Sorry. It's a it, it it's it's an Xbox show. Oh. They announce things and don't reveal them. <laughs> I thought it said something about like Xbox in there, and I was like, wait, <sighs> never mind. Carry on. Straight, straight over my head. I've got amnesia. I'm in Silent Hill. Um, and yeah, I feel like Bloober Team. I think they will do a good job. I don't think it's going to be amazing. I don't think it's going to be on the level of like the Dead Space remake or like Resident Evil Fours or anything like that. But I do think it will be a solid remake. I just wish they would be a bit more open. But I think, again, it comes down to Konami. I think, realistically, the issue lies that the publisher determine whenever anything goes out. And Konami are Konami. So it's hard to kind of know. And like even having reviewed the MGS collection, MGS1's frame rate somehow was like two, despite the fact that it's a game from like almost 30 years ago. And it should be running better on modern consoles. Um, mm. So there is, I think, if anything, this is riskier for Bluebird than it is for the Silent Hill franchise, to be perfectly honest, because if they screw it up, I don't think they'll be getting pretty much any good projects after that. So hopefully that will give them a kick up the ass to make sure they get it right. So that's my hope anyway. One can only hope. One can only well, hope. I don't know what what the Silent Hill franchise can do to sink any lower at this point. <laughs> Very I true. mean, what was it? Downpour? Phenomenal game. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Ascension. I didn't even know Ascension had come out. Like, that's how badly marketed that game even was, that I didn't even know it was out to this point. Do you know, yeah. it was funny when I was listening to last week's podcast and you were talking about uh, Crash Team Rumble, and I <laughs> genuinely had no idea that was out. Yeah. So... <laughs> This is what I mean about the saturation. Like this year has just been like if you've released a game this year that's not 
the best of the best. Like you're forgotten about, which is really unfortunate because there's even some Diablo really 4. good. Like so many people are like, oh shit, Diablo 4 came out this year. And I'm like, oh yeah, because yeah. they kind of fucked it like immediately after its release. So it, I mean, it wasn't, yeah. didn't help that it landed the same time as uh, Ethan Lawrence's game of the year, Baldur's Gate 3. And yeah. That. <laughs> I mean, you know, that was it was it was never it was never gonna be but this is this is the this is the post-COVID dump, isn't it? This yeah. is yeah, for every, sure. everything's coming out. I mean, if you actually look at like 2024, especially the back half of 2024, it's it's looking very barren. Mm. Yeah, for the big yeah. but for the big releases for sure. You think that Phil Spencer would throw some Xbox games in there, wouldn't you? But oh. ever, ever go. Well, I mean, he's got loads. You know, they're working got... loads of games, Ross. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's really for... excited if you own can't... an Xbox. Can't wait for contraband. <laughs> oh, I just want to play the Indiana Jones game, mate. I can't wait. Yeah, really. He's looking forward coming. to Sunset Overdrive Two. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I really, I'm so excited to play Perfect Dark in Q2 of next year. Oh God, I wish. (laughs) I'm so excited because it's definitely coming. Oh, I wish it was. It's not going to happen. Oh, and Fable, you know, Fable's going to be really good. Oh yeah, yeah. At least they've actually showed some footage of Fable. To be fair, I mean, yeah, something at least. (laughs) Yeah. You think they're ever going to remake Rise: Son of Rome? They should. Underrated. Underrated, that thing. Underappreciated, yep. glorified tech demo. Yes. Completely. <laughs> Xbox One's brink. <laughs> it yeah, looked literally. so good. It, it was so... It was gorgeous, that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Just not, just not a very good video game. Sorry. You can tell was... that they, they were cool because they spoke Rise with a Y. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I always, hip. I get shit every week for dunking on Xbox. I'm going to do it every week, and I'm I'm sorry. But well, we you know, if, 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 I'm sure you'd stop if they ever bucked their ideas up. But... <laughs> the thing is, you gave Starfield an eight, you know. You hey, really, I love Starfield. Really happy with it. I love Starfield. Again, I realized once Spider-Man came out that, oh, this isn't actually a good product whatsoever. But that's not the point. <laughs> they tried. They gave yeah, there's no polish here. I briefly looked up from Baldur's Gate 3 to recognize it had been released, unlike Crash Team Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it did register on your radar at least. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, that came out." Anyway, back to, back to my sexy, sexy, sexy tiefling girlfriend. Banned in Singapore. Banned in Singapore. <laughs> As it, well, the stuff that I did to Carla like, would be banned in Singapore. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, boat story available now on BBC iPlayer. Be sure to check it out. <laughs> plug, plug, plug! Just like I did. We continue, continue. <laughs> Um, all right then. Uh, Sony suggests more PlayStation Portal stock could be available this week in the UK. Um, this is Jordan Midler over at VGC. Can you tell that I went to VGC for all the news this week? Boo, Jordan yeah. Midler. Boo. I was asked once to go on the VGC podcast. I couldn't make it because I was working, and they haven't asked me since. It's like, well, Jesus Christ. All right. He's fickle that Midler. Really hurts. Never mind. Um, it was very nice to be asked though. Anyway, uh, fresh PlayStation Portal stock could be made available in the UK this week. Sony has suggested. Currently, the UK PlayStation Direct site has a message reading, not in stock. We're working hard to make more stock available. Please check back here on the 22nd of November. The handheld PS5 remote play device quickly sold out following last week's launch. When it's back in stock, Sony's online store PlayStation Portal will be limited to one per customer. It's not currently known exactly when the PlayStation Portal will be available to purchase again. Now, um, it's not just the, the, the Direct site. This thing is sold out everywhere in the UK and the US. And I think that was a little bit surprising. Um, to the world, considering that it's a device that does one thing and it's not something that everyone really needs or wants. But hey, it's sold out 
and by all intents and purposes, all the like tech radar, they all loved it. Digital Foundry thought it was great. So uh, yeah, Miles, did you see this coming? Are you surprised by this the success of PlayStation Portal? I don't understand. I just I don't <laughs> understand. I don't get it. Like yes, I get it for the niche of people who will use it, but I feel like either so Sony have just lied about its capabilities of what it can do, or people just buy it because it's got a Sony logo on it and they just want to own all things Sony. Or they've done the Breath of the Wild trick where they've made like very few copies of it or something or like very few versions of it. And then that way they can go, oh, it's sold out. We only sold 10, but they're sold out. So it counts, <laughs> right? And that's my theory is that they just haven't made a huge load of them. And then they've quickly sold out. So now they go, oh, look, we sold out. We sold above expectations. I'm How like, cynical of you, Miles Thompson. I know, but that's just the kind of guy I am, you know? Um <laughs> But I am, I mean, in a way, I'm glad. Obviously, there was a need and Sony identified it and people have bought it. So, you know, clearly they saw something that I didn't. (laughs) Mm. But I just, I am a bit surprised by it, especially in like the fact that the Steam Deck exists, which is a far better option, in my opinion. Um, But like I said, obviously, Sony saw a need and managed to fill it somehow. So, yeah, I'm baffled. I don't really kind of totally get it, but I'm sure we'll find out more in a few months down the line when Sony released the sales figures and we actually get a bigger picture of what this all means. 14 million portals sold. Yeah. We actually only sold uh, 10,000, guys, but uh, we sold out, so that's the important thing. Yeah, you're probably right, to be fair. Um, Ethan, what do you think of the PlayStation portal? Actually, let me kick you a scenario. You're on... um, You're in your, your massive trailer. Um, on the set of Boat Story. And you're like, damn, I left my PS5 back home. I really could use a Boulders 3 kick right now. And you break out your PlayStation Portal, start playing it immediately due to the wonderful Wi-Fi that the BBC have provided you. Um, Is this a scenario that you would like something like a Portal in order to do? Am I able to do that or do I need the PS5 with me? I think you have to have it on the same Wi-Fi, don't you? No, you don't. This is No, you don't. Oh, no. Fucking, I take it back then. Great product, awesome. Well, this is the thing that's been confusing me because, like, you know, this again, has been a problem I'm... in the sales and the the advertising of this thing. This is you it. Need to connect like, uh, the know, PS5 I... to your Wi-Fi, but then you can be anywhere as long as you can connect back to the Wi-Fi. The same way as remote play on a mobile. Oh, that changes it. I thought you literally just had to be on the same Wi-Fi for both things. Yeah, yeah. in the same house. Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah, so, so this is the problem, right? So you know, I'm I'm relatively switched on when it comes to gaming. When it comes to gaming news, and like Miles is literally a games journalist, and I'm finding Allegedly. out about this now. Like, because mm. for the longest time, it felt like it, it felt like like just an absolute solution in search of a problem. Well, I was I was watching a YouTube video, and the guy was portaling in his car, so it was like, yeah, it works outside okay. of your house. That changes okay, my whole enough. perspective, and I'm yeah, I'm not going to say I'll buy one because I'm a cheap prick. But uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, that changes my opinion on it. I'm still not interested, but uh, um, like you know, that's that's certainly that's got more of a usability factor than I thought about initially. Because yeah. if if that was if in in my head leading up to this, as as you well know now, I was like, oh great, PlayStation Portable. Now I can play my PlayStation in a different room, but only there. Okay, now play it on the toilet, and that's where it will stay. Yeah, but I, I, I gotta say, like you know, the fact that this is a revelation to both me and Miles really and speaks to and and to Josh really <laughs> speaks to how they sort of really dropped the ball with the yeah. advertising there. I mean, that yeah, yeah. that's that's three of the four of us who didn't know that. 
Is that is... how it was announced? Because I feel like that's how it was announced, and ever since I've held on to that. And I don't no, know. PlayStation have gone. It. PlayStation have gone down the angle of like you can play this when your TV is being used by someone else. That's the angle that they've gone down. And yet, just, yeah. I surely, can. Surely well, the more exciting thing is the fact that you can play your PlayStation outside of your house. Like that's the whole point exactly. of a portable console is to take it somewhere. <laughs> I yeah, think that's the thing. maybe. I think maybe partially it's because not everyone has great Wi-Fi just around where they live, maybe in the areas. You know, not everyone has, you know, wherever they go, you're not going to have the five megabyte download that it's asking for you. So maybe because they're like, well, we know everyone can do it if they have a good internet at home. So Mm. maybe that's just kind of where they wanted to angle it more because, you know, you can't disappoint people by saying that, yeah, it will work at home wherever you want, as opposed to you might be able to play it outside if you have good enough internet. So I don't know. I mean, you're mm. probably right. I mean, this this is why, among with five other reasons, why I don't work for Sony's marketing division. Uh, we, we don't <laughs> we don't have time to go into the other reasons, but um, yeah, no, I yeah, this is this has been a bit of a revelation to me. Uh, I will say, uh, if you're planning to use uh, the Wi-Fi. Uh, that they use in uh, the production trucks and on set, yeah, you you know you're not getting. It's, it's not that kind of Wi-Fi, I'm afraid. <laughs> you get very 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 choppy video. That's what you. Get. Uh, shame, shame. I mean, this is the okay, thing. Well, I'm, I'm a bit I'm a bit turned around on the PlayStation Portable now. Not to the extent that I would buy one, but I, it's got more of a use case than I initially thought. There you go. Well done, Ross. You've done Sony's work for them. You're very welcome, Sony. I'll take three. Thank you very much. I'll pass it <laughs> no, you can only have one at a time, remember? God damn it. I have yeah, to buy one there, buy one at Amazon. I have to get a scalper. Yeah. Um, that that's the thing, because I because I work 24 hour shifts. You know, when I finish my shift, say at 10 p.m. and I can go up to sleep, I stick on my remote play. As you guys know, we've played games before while I've been on the cloud. And um this, yeah, the portal is an ideal thing for me because I do that three times a week, you know, and so it would be sweet to have one. Um, I'm not going to rush out and buy one before Christmas because I haven't got £200 to spend on it before Christmas. But, you know, when this thing comes back in stock, then next year it is something I'm considering because it would be nice to have my phone spare for phone things when I'm using it for, you know, things. And so I think it's a good device. Um, Sony have obviously fucked up the promotion and the advertising of this thing, um, despite it selling out. Um, and so, you know, I think it's a decent device, and I think um, I think it has surprised some people. It is a shame that it doesn't do more than what we... It could be nice to, you know, now that Sony are plugging cloud streaming from the PS5, it would be nice to be able to play those games on the portal, but you can't do that because that's cloud upon cloud, and that's just apparently too much for the thing to do. Um, so it's literally... Exception. Exactly. You can't cloudcept it. When I was speaking to um when when I hate I hate to rub it in Rusko, but when I was on the VGC podcast recently, ah! uh, <laughs> um, uh Scullion brought up the good point that like you don't if, if you're Sony, you don't want a situation where you could say potentially get a PlayStation portable and a PS plus prescription and then don't technically really need the expensive hardware like a disc one or anything like that. You could just get a cheap and knockoff yeah. one. I think that's all it is, really. It's that's just fair. It's just making yeah. sure that you're not getting you know you're not you're not getting too cheeky with it. Sure. In an ideal world, the PlayStation Cloud streaming would be embedded into the device. 
And so you could just play it from there. But we don't live in an ideal world. Yes, but I'm saying if there was an ideal world. If there was an ideal world. We live in this world. And this world sucks. If you all just pay more money to the PlayStation Store, they'd make it happen. (laughs) Fair point. Keep their prices. There'll be a Portal 2 one day, and you'll be able to cloud stream off the cloud, and the cloud will be in the cloud. There already is a Portal 2. It's a great game. Yeah, but the cake is a lie, so, you know. Oh, oh, oh. Stephen Motion's best ever role. Um, all right, well, there you go. That's the news, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Again, like I said, there's not much going on this week. I do have a um, bit of extra news if you if you'll if you'll permit me, please. Yes, let's do it. It's only a very, very small thing. Is uh, it, you remember when I came on before and we sort of had Ethan's anti capitalist rant? Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, right. Fucking Bracer Group, right. Uh, so this is from this is, this is from Rock Paper Shotgun from a few days ago. Embracer exec warns of quote more cancellations, potentially some more closures, unquote, to come. Uh, they're in their restructuring per- process, which is still in its early stages. Uh, so this is the company that uh, went out and bought loads and loads and loads of developers, uh, including Crystal Dynamics and things like that. Then allegedly. Uh, a deal with the Saudi royal family worth billions fell through, and now they have to carve off all of the things that they just bought and uh, sell them on. And uh, I think that's disgusting. I think if you're unable to use the assets, if you be able, to, if, you, if if it can be proved that you are unable to use the assets that you have purchased without a huge billion dollar loan. Uh, from uh, a regime in the Middle East, you shouldn't be allowed to buy those sorts of things. Uh, that's just my view. Uh, and I, my heart goes out to all the people who work at the many developers that Embracer Group has brought up and who who now probably just trash in some kind of fire cell. Uh, that includes um, uh, the makers of Time Splitters as well, who we recently reformed, uh, made nothing and will now vanish again. Uh, so that's uh, that's good. And uh, well done, Embracer Group, uh, for that. You massive pieces of shit. Moving on, Roscoe, what have you got for us? <laughs> well, thank you, Ethan. Um, right. Yes, I um, I We are in full agreement. We talk about Embracer Group a fair bit, and we are in full agreement. But they, yeah, uh, yeah. They're, they're hoping to bring down their net debt. They're hoping to bring down their net debt. To seven hundred and fifty-seven million dollars by the next financial quarter in March twenty twenty-four, ring down That's... to three quarters of a, mi- a billion. Sad thing was they were like the saviors of some of these IPs. So like when they mm-hmm. bought all those Square Enix ones, like Tomb Raider and Legacy of Kane, I think it was was that one and something else in there as well. Like we were all like wicked. Finally, these IP or oh, Deus Ex. We were like wicked. All these things that have been left on ice because Square Enix never met expectations for anything in their life. And we were like, cool, an Embracer group are now the saviors of all these IPs and these developers, and we're going to get some really cool projects out of them. Nope. Fucking ruined it. Never, ever, ever trust the Monopoly. Ever. And, like, you know, and this this applies to everything where it's like, you know, th- this affected me personally as a, f- a huge Time Splitters fan. And, like, mm. you know, just a, a small, a small, a small just amount of hope was allowed to blossom uh, in my stomach that has now been brutally crushed. Just like Perfect Dark for Roscoe. Oh, why? Why would you? <laughs> Damn, son. Ah, sorry. That was that was below the belt. That I'm was very cold, sorry. That was too, man. That was too far. That was harsh. I take it. I take it back. I bought you a housewarming gift this week. You did. You did. It's going to be my recommendation too. 
but yeah, no, uh, broad, broad, broad strokes, screw Embracer Group and screw any company that purchases huge amounts of property that they have no idea what to do with, and then have to. And also moving forward, and I'm not talking to you guys because you don't really do this, but journalists, video game journalists especially, can we stop using the passive voice when we're describing Embracer Group uh, subsidiaries being hit with layoffs? Because that sort of implies that the layoffs are kind of like a natural disaster, like a tsunami or a flood. An unavoidable catastrophe that could not have been seen or averted. Let's actually call this what this is. The Embracer Group has decided to use swinging cuts to their workforce and fire sell their properties because management, CEO, C-suite executives were unable to properly budget their shit. Yeah, exactly exactly that. that. Boom. And the worst for it for this year and a whole year of layoffs, and it's really hard to then say, well, we've had a good year of gaming because everything surrounding the games that we've all enjoyed this year is just for what? For people to end up losing their jobs and maybe not find any more work and move on from video games because they don't really see a future in it anymore. I guarantee Um, you, March 2024, we we will see these same executives that are now talking about you know, these swinging cuts and layoffs and everything like that, we will see those same executives talking about record-breaking revenue. Yeah, yeah, And record-breaking finances. And the bonuses. It will be as disgusting then as it is now. Basically, just support Larian and Baldur's Gate, and that's it. They're the only... Play Baldur's Gate 3. (laughs) And do you know what? Actually, to be fair, support Devolver Digital. Yeah, Devolver are great. They're good folks. They're good people. Devolver are great. Watch um, them get bought up by Embracer now. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> <laughs> they'll release like a Shadow Warrior 5 or something and they'll be like, fuck it, we're done. Shadow Warrior 5, no! <laughs> Honestly, 3 was so bad. So bad. Uh, so talking that kind of thing, I want to congratulate Activision for having an amazing launch for Modern Warfare 3. Well done, guys. Millions and millions and millions and millions into their back pockets for a game that was complete dog shit. Um, no- nothing's going to be learned. We're going to do this all over again next year. Right. Hey, it might be a bit different next year because they might have a bit longer than 16 months to make the game. Well, apparently the next one is Black Ops uh, Gulf War or something. Um, and apparently this yeah. one's been in development already for three years. So they've got another wow, year wait. on this one. Do they uh, know it's Christmas? So will we get one original map this time, do you reckon? You never know. You never <laughs> that'd know. Be, that'd be really nice. Um, oh, good. It's Nuketown again, but they've moved some of the stuff around. It's got a Christmas theme, even though it's not Christmas. <laughs> Modern Warfare 3 was a disaster, but it still sold just as well as every other bloody cod. So nothing of value was learned. Well, it's, it's, like, it's like we were discussing earlier with, like, you know, not everyone who owns a console is as is, is bloody, bloody switched on as us lads. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, for a lot of people, it's. EAFC and and COD and yeah. well that's the thing I do want to shout out my uh, my dear friend Chris Howard who I know is listening to this um he cancelled his COD pre order this year <gasps> because, uh, best decision he's made um which is generally amazing like he doesn't do that like ever um he is a COD FIFA player and he uh he was and like no, he, not he, he can stands no more I'm so proud of you man I'm so proud of you good for you and just a reminder to everyone out there that help is out there. And you know it's called Baldur's f- Gate Three. It's called it's called Baldur's Gate Three. <laughs> and, uh, survivors, if you want to be uh, uh, yeah, and Kamazu as well, but mainly Baldur's Gate Three because Karlak is mommy. What is fun is that he went to PlayStation Premium and like texted me and said, 
right, give me a list of PlayStation Premium games that I'd like. So I gave him a list of like 30 games. And he went, I don't play any of those. <laughs> nice. So what can I do? What can I do with this for this? Oh, well, you tried. <laughs> yeah, you, you gave it your best. There's no more you can offer. Yeah, including indies, triple A's, a nice mixture of things, of random things that we play that no one else does. But no, there we go. Why ask um, you to send me that list to, to see if there's anything I've missed? Oh yeah, for sure. But it probably just, is because I only played the entire Dynasty years. Warriors series, <laughs> <laughs> including nine, which is the real shame. <laughs> I tried it this year and it was fucking garbage. It's so bad. Horrendous. But uh, I feel like that's a separate podcast. <laughs> I feel oh. like it's a separate podcast that we've already done. <laughs> <laughs> we need we, we do need a sequel because that, that pod. <laughs> There's nothing more. There's nothing There is more only nine, this. and I'm not fucking talking about nine because it is so shit. <laughs> that pod was so successful, we need more. We need more Dynasty Warriors content, guys. When Dynasty Warriors right. we'll 10 do, comes out. We'll, we'll do Samurai Warriors next. Oh my god, <laughs> that could be a shout. And then moving on to Warriors Orochi. <laughs> There's so much potential. We've got so much content there. What's he by Tecmo going? Fucking hell. I do want to shout out uh, very quickly. Um, Ubisoft have made the most underrated Assassin's Creed game completely free on PC for the next week. Um, what is the most underrated AC game, Mars? Free? Nope. Underrated. Syndicate. Syndicate. Oh, I really like Syndicate. I so I don't consider underrated. Syndicate's great. I think I it's brilliant, it but no one played it. Um, so yeah, yeah you, can get, you can get it for free right now on Ubisoft Connect between November twenty seventh and December sixth. Um, so you can play anytime on Ubisoft Connect. So if you have PC, it, here's a fun game. The... Everyone guess the last Assassin's Creed game I played. Uh, Black Flag. No. Brotherhood. Rev- Revelations. No. Oh. What? The first one. <laughs> two. Two. Wow. two the last I mean, game. you stopped at the best. I point mean, yeah, almost, the best one, so. the best one out there. I've heard yeah. good things about Black Flag, but also I don't care. Black Flag is yeah. is fantastic, but you it's a wonderful need... pirate game. Yeah, it really is. I like um, pirate games. <laughs> I like pirate games. <laughs> I wish I was a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, Syndicate's great. Jacob and Evie Fry running around London. It's a great time. Does it come with the um, Jack the Ripper DLC? Because I swear to God, that is one of like the best expansions Ubisoft have ever done. You're absolutely right, and it doesn't. I believe I think oh, it's a standard game. But imagine we'll, we'll get Syndicate for free, have a decent time, and then buy the DLC and have a wonderful time. Then I have, um, I have, I have picked it up for free, so I will install it and let you know what is available. Yeah, Jack the Ripper and DLC. It's the one. Keep you updated on next week's podcast. <laughs> I'm going to make the entire quiz Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, good old Embracer. What an awful industry this is. We talked about this last week, didn't we? We were like, we, why are we bothering? Let's turn it into a gardening podcast and just forget it ever happened. I believe the last time I was on, uh, we, we ended up in a very similar situation and everyone was really sad. Yeah, that was the scully pod. We were all like, well, this is a terrible industry. <laughs> it's just so awful. <laughs> why, why aren't you just going to do like an Animal Crossing podcast instead? Yeah. Stardew Valley. I'd love that. Stardew Valley. Oh, Stardew Valley, that was, Valley, that was it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dropped off of that real fast, I've got to tell you. <laughs> Didn't have the staying power of, say, a Dynasty Warriors. It wasn't quite no, a Zhao exactly. Yun on horseback, was it? So, you know, what's the point? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm a simple man with simple pleasures. <laughs> Give me a salt and I'm happy. <laughs>
Roscoe, feel free to interrupt us at any time before we Shanghai this Yeah, podcast. please, please <laughs> stop this before we ruin it, because I will go Liu Bei on this bitch. <laughs> I'm just, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just confirming that there's no massive news that we've missed. So, um, Destiny Two next expansion, the final shape, which was due for a January release, has now been moved to June of 2024. Oh, that's a big um, old push to deliver an even bigger and bolder vision. Um, according to Bungie. Oh, maybe um, Bungie shouldn't got rid of all those all those staff. Maybe I'll be yeah. able to finish it quicker. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, if you're still in the market for Destiny Two content, then uh, you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer. I'm afraid. Um, it's got to be better than bloody Shadowfall. So really, or What's Lightfall. interesting though is that that pushes them beyond the tax year. Well, quite. Like, you know, the, you'd think they'd be wanting to get that out before March, but apparently it's in such a parlous state that they the, could the push it to tax year 24-25. It's, it's not in a bad state, man. They're just delivering a bolder vision. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> Sexy bum time. Um, apparently, <laughs> uh, Tony Todd, who is, of course, the voice of Venom in Spider-Man 2, um, reportedly uses just He's 10%... He's known for a lot of other things as well. Yes, but this is this is relevant to the story that I'm telling <laughs> Spider-Man 2 reportedly uses just 10% of the dialogue recorded by Venom's voice actor, suggesting that there may be more to come in future DLC. Ooh, expansions. Yay. The Game Awards considered adding a Best Remake uh, award to its uh, ownership, but decided not to. I mean, Resident Evil would win it every year, so what's the point? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, well, it's it's up the most anticipated game, isn't it? Or like that ridiculous award. It's like, here's a reward for a game that's not out yet. Congratulations. I can't wait until, like, Contraband wins that. <laughs> In, like, six years' time, when it still isn't out. Indeed. And, yeah, the rest is just all, it's all Black Friday stuff. And so, again, by the time this comes out, it'll be over. So there's no point going into that, really. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Um, all right, let's get to recommendations. This is where we find something to start the week. That we want to share with you, our loyal listener, whether it be a video game, a movie, a TV show, a book, a light, or a internet router. I mean, who knows? I'm looking at stuff in my flat. I love that. Uh, Miles, please do have the honors of going first on this one. Ah, oh, I wonder what it could be, dear Roscoe. What do you think it is, my good friend? Um, I believe it may be a gift that you got from a lovely person. <laughs> it is indeed <laughs> a gift from a lovely person. And it is a Funko Pop of Jurgen Klopp, and it's really fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the little chest pat that he does at the end of a match when we've either salvaged a two-all draw against West Brom or we've won the Champions League, you never know but it's a really cool Funko Pop it's got the hat, it's got the glasses, it's got the lot and he looks wonderful, they haven't quite got his like overly abundant teeth I think that's the only thing that's missing from it mm. but um, otherwise it is a wonderful gift and a lovely housewarming present so thank you very much roscoe and it is my recommendation because it's wonderful there is a tiago one as well and as we discovered there's, there are no men united ones as yet no as a as a um as a very loyal manchester united fan that was it was hard to press buy on a liverpool Funko i Pop. kind of had to recommend it but just uh, on the basis that you bought this as a man united fan you bought Jürgen Klopp. yeah yeah and i'm sure i'm sure cat loved it as well maybe oh yeah cat, cat adores it yeah it's front <laughs> and center of the lounge <laughs> Right next to her Asterian statue. <laughs> yeah. I, I am, I, I'm, I am the Gucci Funko Popper. If, I believe I got one for Kat as well a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, you know, that's if, up there as well. Actually, it's on the bookcase. 
Lovely. If, if I want to get a gift for someone, I'll get them a Funko Pop. <laughs> Funko Pop's always the way to go. <laughs> Normally. Um, Ethan, you haven't got a Funko Pop, have you? No. No. We'll work on it. Uh, possibly. I mean, I'm not overly bothered by Funko Pop. Just bit imagination, really. I was hoping of disappointment is palpable. <laughs> I was I was really hoping there was going to be a magic mic line of pops. I was like wait, wait, wait. really excited, but oh know, yeah, everyone, everyone's gonna show out for the woody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that could sell We'd all get one, of, you know we would. That could sell upwards oh, of nearly yeah. three units. Wait, I've got it. Dynasty Warriors Funko Pops. Here we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> Come on, the whole collection, the whole fucking shebang. But the designs from eight, not from nine. Yes, I mean, yeah. If they do the designs from nine, then it is an absolute burn the burn the place down. Like we're, we're not do doing what that. they had to do with those Funko Pops. The other was it the other year where they had to send them all to a big landfill, like they yeah. did with the yeah. ET yeah. on the Atari. Yeah, in fact, just go dig up ET, take ET out, and then put the Dynasty Warriors nine Funko Pops in, and then call it a day. <laughs> I believe in LA at the um, at the actual Funko Pop kind of uh, home home of Funko Pops. You, there's a machine now where you can go and design your own, and they come out all made up for you. So, um, if there's any reason to go to LA, I think that's a reason to go. If I can come back with Funko Pops for all of us. That'd be super exciting. Expensive trip. Oh, totally worth it though. Totally worth it. <laughs> Should we like crowdfund you? <laughs> <laughs> Just a trip to the Funko Pop store and back again. <laughs> You're in LA for about twelve hours. Yeah, yeah. He's been standing at that machine for six hours. Like I've, I've, st- I've still got to do Toby. Leave me alone. <laughs> He's haven't got his eyebrows well. right. No. Oh, we're, that's we're really that's struggling to get one of the designs of Greg's vests. <laughs> <laughs> the dream is uh, that I can make some funky pots of my uh, three nephews, of my three like boys, and so I can get them one each. Oh. That would be really awesome. Um, I really hope that's. You made this, that sentimental after a I did. Miles. I wish this. <laughs> I just wish this custom Funko thing would come to the UK, so I would. I would do it immediately. But uh, ego, it's not quite here yet. Hopefully, I feel it will like you just time. tell your work just to pay your wages directly to Funko, and then you just go at the end of every month and just yeah. pick out however many you wanted. I'd get one done for every member of my family. It'd be awesome, and they'd all get it at Christmas. <laughs> the exact same present. Enjoy. <laughs> I wonder what it could be. Mm. <laughs> just a row of very similarly sized presents. <laughs> uh, uh, Josh, what's your recommendation this week, sir? Um, so I have been on a bit of a mission to kind of catch up on some of the films that I didn't watch when they released this year. Uh, and <clears throat> not really like an advertisement of the service, but now TV movies at the moment have got quite a lot of the ones that I wanted to check out. Um, Magic Mike has been recently added there. So, yeah, you know, that's going to be on the list. Uh, but what I checked out for now is I checked out Marcel the Shell with shoes on, which is an absolutely delightful, wholesome uh, film about a shell that is sentient and they're just chilling in some random person's house. And um, yeah, you kind of just are a fly on the wall. Uh, of their life and it's very wholesome I really enjoyed that but um, I wanted to shout out a really strange film that I really didn't think I'd enjoy as much as I did Um, and that is Megan uh, or M3 Gun whichever way you want to call it um, which is a horror film about a 
toy that kind of goes berserk, kind of like Chucky. Um, they're designed with AI and cameras and all that sort of stuff to protect the ch child that they are linked to. Um, and yeah, I really didn't expect to enjoy it. It's not as scary as, uh, say, your traditional horrors are. I think it's a bit more tongue-in-cheek than um, I was expecting, and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. It's kind of um, just takes the piss about just modern technology, the use of AI, the use of social media, how we are manipulated through advertising um, in a very, like, also heartfelt way with a, a nice story about um, kind of finding your family or kind of building a family through loss um, and the outcome of that. Um, yeah, and I those two films I really enjoyed and I'm planning to watch a lot more. I can also highly recommend Megan. It's a great film. A lot of fun. Absolute nonsense. And that scene in the woods with the boy is just one of the best things I've oh, seen all I, year. It's wicked. I don't know if it's meant to be funny, as funny as I thought it was, but mm. the scenes when they use the uh, the doll as a practical effect and they get swung around in random things like they're getting their head smashed in is just absolutely like just such funny slapstick humor. Um, and there's so much of it. So, yeah, it was a really good time. It's a lot of fun. I must sell the shell with shoes on is a lovely, lovely movie, which, yeah, should yeah. be watched by every single person on Earth. It's just so yeah. sweet. You know, yeah, it make you feel really nice. Yeah, that's one film where, like, if I start a family and have a kid, that's going to be like one of the first ones I sh show them. I think because that's a great idea. Film. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, and yeah, get uh, Last Dance watched because I was, I was joyously surprised by Imagine Mike's Last Dance. I had a really good time with it. Um, so go check it out. I've not watched the first two, so it would be really interesting to jump in at the end. But <laughs> you yeah, really we'll don't need the backstory. No, I know, he's I, a I, I, retired. I, I still haven't watched the first two. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I suppose we should back this up by saying Ethan is in uh Magic Mike's last dance. Oh yeah, we never um, we talk about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there's um there is a my my favourite scene is the audition scene with the dancers. I'm just gonna leave it there. It's just absolutely superb. And the last half hour is a it's just wild and intoxicating and it makes you feel really, really good. It gets all pumped up, makes me want to go to the gym, but it hasn't quite yet. But soon enough, it, it also enough I'll get there. more than a little sexy bum time. So, damn straight. Yeah. So, what you're saying is I can't watch it in Singapore. It's banned in Singapore. Uh, <laughs> damn. Damn. What am I going to do? <laughs> uh, Ethan Lawrence, what would you like to share with the, uh, the group this week? Uh, well, the, the professional side of me uh, will be obviously recommending uh, both Boat Story and Horrible Histories, uh, both of which are currently available on BBC iPlayer. Uh, we have four episodes from this current uh, crop of Horrible Histories episodes. We have Father's Day, uh, the 75th anniversary of the NHS. Uh, we have a thing that was promoting the start of the Women's World Cup and most recently Bonfire Night. Uh, so if you like your comedy educational and riddled with farts, do check that out. In addition to that, Boat Story... Uh, we plugged it earlier up on the session. Uh, by the time you hear this uh, sort of day and date, uh, episode four will have come out on Linear TV, but you can catch up uh, on episodes one through four and also watch five and six if you want. Uh, but they're also going to be coming out next Sunday and Monday. Uh, on a more personal level, uh, I have been playing a game and it's a game that I have uh, come back to. 
uh, because it has recently received an update uh, which has added additional playable elements as well as retooling the basic gameplay. And I'm wondering if you can work out what it is. Is it Vampire Survivors? No. Wait, can you do that description again, please? Uh, So it's a game that recently had an update added uh, that retools the basic gameplay, but also adds additional story content. No man's Cyberpunk. I'm so glad you said Cyberpunk because you are absolutely correct. It's Cult of the Lamb, Relic of the Old Gods. (laughs) 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 Smashed it. Uh, I walked um, straight into it. (laughs) Yes, I was so hoping someone would say Cyberpunk. Uh, No, it's uh, uh, Cult of the Lamb, Relic of the Old Gods. If people haven't played Cult of the Lamb, uh, it's a very, again, it's another Devolver joint. Uh, I'm the press officer for Devolver Digital these days. And um, uh, it's a game where you play as a cute little lamb uh, who runs a cult uh, dedicated to an eldritch being uh, from beyond the furthest stars. Uh, you maintain your little cult by, uh, uh, you know, farming and uh, receiving resources and sacrificing your uh, your acolytes. Uh, and the other half of the gameplay is going off and fighting devils and beasties in the woods uh, with a sort of roguelike element. Uh, the Curse of the Old Gods edition uh, added a whole heap of extra stuff for the main game, uh, like little extra extra weapons, extra things you can do. It's you know, it's, it's, it's almost feels like a completely different game now. So if you haven't played, or if you have played Cult of the Lamb but haven't played it since the update, it's well worth going back. Feels like a very different game now. And in addition to that, there is also some post-game content which wasn't there before, uh, which I'm partway through and really enjoying. Uh, so yeah, those are my plugs. Uh, you, you can watch Magic Mike, Horrible Histories and Boat Story, and also check out Cult of the Lamb, Relic of the Old Gods. I'm getting bad education and afterlife. Available on Netflix. This is old news. This is old news. <laughs> I'm 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 focusing on stuff that came out this year. Fair, fair. fair. I've, I've been dropping a, now. Just dropping now. I've been a busy boy. Quite, quite. Congratulations, man. Thank you. It's been very quiet this year, though. <laughs> I've been sowing what I reaped. No, <laughs> reaping what I sowed. Other way around. Oh, it's late, boys. Um, Remember earlier when we said it was late? <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> really late. Nine or whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, Kat's a big Cult of the Lamb fan. Um, I don't know if she's played the new the new content. She has. Uh, it's it's literally a free update, so if it's if it's, it's worth getting. She saw the Don't Starve like collaboration. She got really excited for a moment, but it was only like I think cosmetic stuff. It was, um, yeah. So I think now she might be a bit more tempted to hop back in because she adored that game. Yeah, the, it, honestly, the new it, you know I'm sure she'll listen to this, but if she doesn't, do tell her that I re- I recommend it. It's oh, uh, trust me, she'll be listening after your your claims about Baldur's Gate. She will be listening. <laughs> well, is that, she's only going to listen because you're going to tell her that I say something contentious. <laughs> yes, yes, that, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Carlac anyway. uh, can absolutely step on my neck. Roscoe, <laughs> recommendations. There's a lot of silence here. I feel like I'm going to have to. Oh run boy, everyone's ready to talk. Oh boy, um, I've completely forgotten what recommendation is. <laughs> is it Carlac and Nex? No, I don't. I don't it's know what any of those. Time with I don't know what any of those words mean. Um, Avatar nipple. I, I was going to talk about Scott Pilgrim, but I've talked about that. And I did that last week. Um, I finished it this week. It was brilliant. So worth watching. Um, what did I catch up with this week? I'd still. I'm going to talk about Taskmaster. Because not enough people are watching Taskmaster, and I don't understand why. 
because where are we? 15 series in 16. at this point. 16 series in at this point. It is hands down my favorite TV show. It's the best show. It's I don't understand why people aren't absolutely fawning over themselves watching this every week. It doesn't make any sense to me. From the very beginning to now, it's just been the same show, but evidently funnier all the time. How it evolves, how it continuously gets funnier and gets more original and gets more unique, how different each series is. It's just a brilliant TV show. And why am I not talking about it with everyone or every week? It doesn't make any sense to me. It is literally the only reason I have a TV license. Literally. And it's just apart from all of Ethan's content, of course. Let's not get that. But it was it's a great show. Um, it's on Channel 4. If you don't know anything about it, um, the best way to describe Taskmaster is it's a a comedy show where five comedians go on and do tasks set by this man called Alex Horn. And it's hosted by Greg Davies. And it's continuously silly and ridiculous and puts a smile on my face every week. If anything, it's just the happiest show. And if you don't watch it, it's 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 no wonder you're so sad. And if you want to make yourself less sad, uh, Taskmaster, including all of the main series, plus the Champions of Champions episodes and the New Year's Treats, are available uh, for streaming on Channel 4. In addition, if you like the show and want to see different versions of it, you can also catch Taskmaster New Zealand, Taskmaster Sweden, Taskmaster Australia, and Taskmaster Norway, also available on 4OD. Yeah. Are you on the next episode of Taskmaster? <laughs> I couldn't possibly say. No. Oh my no, God. no, I'm not. <laughs> I, would, I would lose my mind. I'd be so happy. Um, no, I can confirm that I'm not. Yeah, yeah. That's what, they're, that's what you're told to say, isn't it? That's what you're told to say. Well, I mean, normally I'd just say I'd, I'd be I'd be more mysterious if I, mm. if I was. But instead, mm. I'm just giving you a firm no because I'm cross about not being on. <laughs> <laughs> I've paid my dues. I've been at this a while. Yeah, it's about time. It's about time. So yeah, Taskmaster. It's such a great show, and it, it'll make you feel so giddy inside. And just the first, I think the first six series are on Netflix now. The whole lot's on 4OD. They're even free on YouTube, I believe, going up to like series thirteen or something. Yeah, um, they've they've got a whole sort of multimedia thing going on. And it's just, there's no excuse, Miles. So get it watched. I've got games that I don't like to play and then end up loving. So I just don't have time, you know. I've got Exo Primal to play. It's all I need. Have you watched Mandalorian season four yet? No. Have you watched Soka? No. Have you watched Shield? No. You basically No. Loki? No. I give you too many games to play, don't I? This is the problem. You you do, yeah. (laughs) And equally, I love it. <laughs> it's it's sad we can't talk about Star Wars anymore. Well, the Mandalorian halfway through just of season three just bored me, and I was like, I just don't care enough to carry on. But Ashoka did look good. I just missed the boat by quite a margin. Ashoka is essentially a sequel to Revenge of the Sith, and it's just like, oh, it's sorry, it's, it's stop and tie. Oh, yeah, and everything we love about Star Wars is in Ahsoka. Okay, well, maybe I'll just skip everything else. I'll just watch that. Yeah, just do that. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> right, okay, here's another fun game. Who can guess what the last Marvel media I watched was? Endgame. Iron Man 1. Uh, so we've got Iron Man 1, we've got Endgame. Joshua? 
Uh, Captain America 2. Uh, it was Avengers Assemble from, from 2011, I think. Wow. Uh, and now, follow-up question. What was the last Star Wars media I watched? Oh. Avengers the Sith. Attack of the Clones. Roscoe? I'm going to go to Force Awakens. Uh, points to Roscoe. Oh, damn. Yeah, I, I watched The Force Awakens and I was like, that was fun. I don't need to see any more of this ever. That was the best place to stop. The Last, Jedi, so, the last Jedi is an exceptional movie. It is not. I'm it sure is. it is. I will never see it. It, it is not. It is fantastic. It, it is, is not. It is just the most originally interesting, fascinating no. Star Wars movie ever. It is The Last of Us Part 2, the movie. Oh, don't even. Oh, that's selling it to <laughs> me. Don't even. <laughs> 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 I just had to. I just had to. Wow, wow. Rise of Skywalker, yes, bunch of crap, but oh, Last Jedi is a masterpiece, and I would die on this hill forever. Awful, Awful movie. It's, it's great. I'm glad that I don't watch anything or do anything or go anywhere, so I don't have to have any strong opinions on anything apart from capitalism. <laughs> I was going to say it's up for your capitalism rant each time. <laughs> Well, it's just good. To, it's just good to remind people that we live in a in a, in a hellhole that is slowly dying. <laughs> Indeed. Thanks for listening to the Finger Guns podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going out on a high note again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that does literally bring a solemn end to this week's episode of the Finger Guns podcast. Thank okay, you. I'll, I'll say something. I'll say something funny. Uh, I can't wait for Karlak to squeeze my balls into a diamond. <laughs> that dude, <laughs> yeah, I'm all right with that. You all right with like that, Ross? We're, we're gonna get like as, a whole as, new as niche out? of an audience for this. <laughs> Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. All of our individual handles are in the description below. If you want to follow Ethan, you can follow him at Ethan D. Lawrence. Do follow him, he's a funny follow. Um, you can follow all of us except for Mars, of course. He's smart and not on Twitter slash X. If you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon for 78p a month? You can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. And don't forget, if you are an Apple or Spotify user, you can leave us a review. Give us the old five stars if you like us. Five stars if you don't. What does it matter to you? Doesn't matter at all. Just give us five stars. Get out there. Make sure we are in the search engines and also keep the, web, the podcast nice and visible on the storefronts. That would be lovely. Thank you very much indeed. But that is the end of the podcast. It is goodbye from Josh Thompson. Bye, everyone. It's goodbye from Miles Thompson. Farewell. It is goodbye from Mr. Ethan Lawrence. Goodbye. Sexy bum time. Thank you very much indeed for coming down this week. It's been a pleasure. Ah, always. A pleasure Thanks. and never a chore. Thanks for getting us banned in Singapore multiple times. Well, you 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 you, you all had it within you. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I was I, I was merely the spark. You'd already put all the kindling out. I'm really going to end this podcast now. Thank you very much indeed, everyone. <laughs> Don't forget, both stories available right now on iPlayer and next Sunday and Monday on BBC One. Don't miss it. The next two episodes are fucking crazy, and it's totally worth watching. So check it out. Until then, it is goodbye from us. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. I'd let Carlac kick me in the shins. I hate everything. Yeah.